What's up, guys? My name is Michelle, and welcome back to a new podcast episode of Sincerely. If you can hear some background noise or whatever, maybe like wind, I don't know. That's because I'm outside, so sorry if that's annoying. Um, There's a lot going on inside, (laughs) so this is kind of the best place to record. But I wanted to talk to you guys about something because it's something that I was thinking about a lot last night. It's actually New Year's Day, so last night was New Year's Eve. And I was thinking a lot about the whole new year's resolution thing um i know that some people are like super into it and are like yeah like i write down my new year's resolutions and there's like 20 of them every year and then there's other people that are like it stresses me out i don't even want to do that um i know that a lot of us have like different takes on it but i kind of want to just like to talk about the whole thing and maybe this is just my own personal like view on it but i kind of wanted to give you guys just kind of a practical way of looking at whatever goals you want to set for 2023 or whatever you want to change or things you want to grow in or et cetera, whatever the situation is for you. Um, Just kind of give you some practical, I guess, like advice. And this is honestly just something that I kind of thought out for myself. So if anything, I'm kind of giving you guys like my take on it and what I'm going to be doing for 2023. And I decided to kind of go about the whole New Year's resolution thing differently. And I don't really call it like my goals that, but I know some people do. So I'll just refer to it as that. But I feel like the last few years, I'll like write down all these goals and like write down all these things that I want to change and like all these things I want to implement into like, I don't know, my life, every area of my life, basically. And I get into like the second month of the year or like late March and I'm like I'm literally so stressed out because I come to this point where I'm like okay if I'm being honest with myself like more than half of these goals are honestly either unattainable or like there's no way that I'm going to see that much progress in that short amount of time and then I'll get so stressed out that I like get into this mode of like okay now I just don't want to do anything I don't know if anybody else like relates to that at all it's I think it's a personality thing I don't know maybe it's different for everybody and I think that honestly like it's not going to be perfect you know I'm probably gonna set goals or aspire to do things that maybe won't happen or maybe won't happen for another few years but I think the goal for 2023 is just to be a lot more realistic and practical with the expectations and the goals and just the dreams that I have for what this year is going to look like so if you have found yourself in like that I don't know, place where you're just like, I feel like I just bombard myself with a million things that I want to change and get better at, but I just give up like midway through the year or even like at the end of January. I don't know. Maybe that's you. Everybody's different. But like I said, personally, I'll do that to myself and then not see results or stress myself out and then get to so disappointed in myself that I become unhealthy, honestly. So one thing that I'm implementing in 2023 when it comes to just like thinking about the year and like planning it or kind of just laying out certain things that I want to change or certain areas of my life that I want to kind of tweak or whatever, um, instead of writing down like literally 50 goals and 50 things that I want to change about myself, I've decided to kind of go about it in a way that's a little bit more practical and realistic and kind of like sum it up in just a few I guess like generalized goals, if that makes sense. So this year, I've decided to pick at least one main goal for each of these four categories. And those categories are something for my mental health, emotional, spiritual, and physical health. These are just examples. Some of these I've used. Some of these are just things that I think that anybody could kind of 
get something out of. For mental, it could be as simple as maintaining a clean living space if that's a hard thing for you, or it could be something like scheduling a time for you to disconnect and rest during the week specifically. One thing that I've learned for me is I'm a very like go, go, go person, and I love to get things done, and I love to be on top of things, and especially because it feels so good when you're like done with all the things you need to do and you can finally just like relax. I'll find myself just getting so wrapped up in my to-do list or the things I need to get done before a certain date or whatever that I don't ever find time to actually disconnect and rest. So one thing that I've decided to do, especially recently, but something I want to just keep doing in 2023 is like legitimately scheduling a time to rest. And I think that a lot of people will hear that and be like, wow, that's kind of like exaggerated. Like I need to schedule a time to like, I don't know, Whatever rest looks like for you, take a nap, go for a walk. Again, these things might not work for every single person, but I think that it would be helpful for a lot of people, especially if you're a busy person, especially if you're juggling school, work. It gives you something to look forward to during the week. It gives you a reward after you've gotten things done. It allows you to fully rest once you've gotten the most important things done that you know have deadlines or need to be done or are your top priorities because I've also found that I will like get things done or like I'll set like a four to five things I need to do in the day or whatever and then I'll be like all right once I get these done I'll rest but then I find that I'm not actually fully rested and my brain is not actually like fully turned off and my stress like is still pretty high because I'm thinking of all the other things I need to get done the next day or at the end of the week. So again, it could look different for everybody, but if that means like a specific day of the week, if you take a Sabbath, which a lot of people I know are not familiar with that term, but if you take a full day and that's your rest day and that's a day for you to disconnect and that's a day for you to do things that, you know, like make you feel less stressed out or whatever, then great. If it looks like maybe two or three hours, two times a week, whatever it looks like for you, or maybe it could even be like every single day taking a chunk out of your day to just disconnect from all the things that you're thinking about and all the things you need to do, that's also super helpful. Again, this is kind of a general like way to look at things. You could kind of tweak this and change this however it might work for your schedule and might work for you, but that's just kind of, I don't know, just a tip that I'm throwing out there. Emotional health. So all of us are different, therefore we're all going to filter through our emotions differently, process differently, think differently. Some of us are like, if you make me sit in my feelings for longer than two seconds, I will murder you. And then other people are like, I don't mind, like, you know, having a little cry session every day. I don't know, maybe once every two hours. It depends on the person. I think when it comes to emotions, it's hard to just narrow it down to a few things. But one of the main things I thought of that I think honestly could go for every single person on planet Earth, whether you're that person that's like, I don't mind sitting in my emotion and I don't mind, like, talking about it for hours and even those people that are like I hate dealing with emotion like don't make me do it go to therapy that that's it just go to therapy I for the longest time I wasn't really familiar with like what the term therapy meant in its entirety I was kind of like okay I know like the whole typical like movie scene where you're like oh you sit in a room and like you know they like basically pick your brain and like talk about things but when I had my first official experience with someone that was kind of trained in that like field and also just like knew what they were doing when it came to therapy I was like oh my like not even kidding my world was like legit wrecked I remember coming home after like my first official like experience with that and I was like 
like a wreck for the next like three hours because it's, a, it's in a good way though guys don't for my people that are like oh my god that sounds absolutely horrible why would I ever it's honestly one of the most incredible things you could do for yourself by far if you don't have the means to go to therapy or to have a therapist, I know that that's a lot of people's case and even just people that are like, I don't know, I don't want to do that. Like that's either kind of skeptical about it, not my thing. I totally get it. It's understandable. I actually don't, I'm not going to therapy right this second because I'm in college right now and I just moved out of the state. So I just haven't been able to find like a therapist in that state. So I know that a lot of us are in different seasons of life and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But regardless of your situation, the point is whether it's therapy or even if it's just a safe emotional outlet for you to process your emotions, I would just say like take what you can get because we really, really need it. If it's not a person, then write it out, get a journal. But the key is to give yourself space to process as best as you can in order to not allow things to build up no matter how big or small they are throughout the year. Okay, so spiritual. This one is also one of those where it's like, it really is, depends on the person, obviously, because the reality of the world we live in is that everybody comes from a different religious background, everybody has different spiritual beliefs. You guys will see, I'll talk a lot about my own beliefs and even just kind of speak openly about my faith. I'm a Christian. I actually go to a ministry college, so there's that. But I'm a firm believer in the gospel. I believe in Jesus, and I believe that he's in every single area of our lives and every single one of these categories. So I want to first speak on that. If that's where you're at and you're a Christian, or even if you find yourself kind of being interested in and Jesus and what that looks like, I encourage you to get plugged in church, a small group, grow deeper in the knowledge that you have of God, get on a plan to read the Bible in a year. That's what I'm doing this year. I've done it before, but I never have actually finished it. So I'm doing that. That's a great way and something that's very practical to just kind of be consistent with. Read books on faith and theology. Get in community, community of people that share the same faith beliefs as you. Push yourself to share your faith, I think, is another huge thing. I know a lot of people personally, and I know that there are a lot of people out there that find themselves in a place where they're kind of like, I don't know, just religion has never really been a thing for me. They haven't come from a religious background. I'm kind of skeptical about the whole thing. I'd love to talk to you about it. I don't want to, like, go full on right now about all my beliefs and how Jesus has changed my life just because I feel like I'd be talking for so long. There is... And there will be lots of podcasts coming about that and even conversations that I'll have with some of my friends or people that I know or guests on the podcast um, to answer a ton of questions and even just to share more about personally what he's done in my life, what he's done in the lives of others. But like I said, that's a whole nother topic. But basically, in this podcast, I want to specifically just encourage you to grow spiritually and grow in community. And last but not least is physical which I think is one of the less complicated ones, maybe. I've seen so many memes on the internet saying, like, walking into the gym January 1st, and there's literally, like, 1,200 people in the gym, and you're like, what the, what, how? You might be a gym rat, and that's your thing. You might go to the gym five times a week. Shoot, you could go every day. I don't know, whatever your situation is. One thing that I've been thinking about is that I think especially at my age, I think, honestly, it could apply to anybody at any season of life. But I think it's easy to 
be motivated to go to the gym or to eat healthy solely based off the fact that we want to look different and we want to change our bodies or we want to, I don't know, build that perfect like summer body or whatever. That's just the facts. Don't tell me I'm wrong because I know it's true because I know I've been there and I know that I've talked to so many people that have been there too. And trust me, it's like it can get to a point where you're just like so caught up in it that it becomes really unhealthy. Our physical health is so much more than what we look like, and it's all about just being a healthy human being. And I think there's so much that goes into it, and there's so many, like, you know, articles upon articles that talk about how, like, your physical health bleeds into every aspect of your life. And, like, in order to be fully, like, mentally healthy, you need to be, like, physically healthy, whatever. And I also think that's that's facts, too. One thing that I feel like will would help me a lot, especially when it comes to, like, you know, wanting to exercise or going to the gym or just wanting to be more active in general. Maybe for you, that's a sport. Maybe for you, that's, I don't know, taking a Pilates class in front of your TV. Maybe for you, that's just making sure you walk 20 minutes a day. Maybe for you, that's hiking or running. Point is, it's so easy to get so wrapped up in, well, I just am not content with the way that I look or I'm just not content with the way that I feel. And instead of focusing like so heavily upon that, because honestly, like if you're consistent, then you know, results will come at some point if you're doing things right. But I think that your 40, 50, 60-year-old self would thank you so much more if you were really intentional about making sure that your body was as healthy as it can be, not because of the fact that you want to change the way that you look, but truly because you want to be healthy for what's to come in the future. So that's kind of what I would say about that is like whether your goal is gym, no gym, just eating healthy, whatever, all of our physical goals are different. Just make sure that you're really watching what your mind is telling you about it because I think it's really easy to fall into this pattern of losing the why and our motive not truly being a healthy one, if that makes sense. So all that being said... These are a few things that I've just personally decided to think about and even things that I know that a lot of people would benefit from because I've I've learned that they've helped me or even helped people around me and so I wanted to share that with you guys. And also just make sure to set attainable goals that you know that if you're consistent with it, if you're on top of it, you know you can reach. Because the last thing you want to do is put false expectations on yourself because in that case you're kind of just setting yourself up for failure. Also, one more thing, don't be afraid to like reward yourself as well. I know that's easier for some people than others, and some people are like, absolutely not, seven days a week, I'm like on this restrictive diet, like gym every single day, and then other people are like, yeah, like on the weekends I can do whatever, I, like whatever. I know everybody's different when it comes to this, but know that at the end of the day, at the end of the week, whatever time you set for yourself, once you get these things done and things that are priorities and things that if they don't get done, there will be consequences, set that time up for your mind to rest, for you to fully be able to just decompress, disconnect, and truly feel rewarded for the things you've done. I think it all just comes down to figuring out what works for each of us and finding that balance between being productive and, and getting things done that we know we need to get done, but also really truly resting and being able to rest well when we do have the time to do so. Allow yourself room to feel, to process, and to just truly live present in every moment, no matter how hard it might get. After all, we are human beings, we're not human doings, so just keep that in mind as you go throughout your 2023. All right, y'all, I think that sums it up for this podcast episode. I hope y'all enjoyed the holidays with your families, with your friends, with whoever you spent it with, wherever you were. 
I really wish you all the best in 2023. I hope that you could at least get something from this podcast that you can apply or just even think about as you go about thinking on what your 2023 is going to look like and what this year really holds for you. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye guys.